There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Right. I hope everybody is doing well. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and my goodness, you know, for, for those listening on uh, Podbean or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts after the fact, you know, we just went through the, the local news there in, in Rochester, and it just reminds me of the, the dangers of the mainstream media. It reminds me of what we've been talking about in the sense of social and cultural destabilization of rising crime within the rural uh, and communal neighborhoods and how very, very bad DAs and governors have uh, increased systematically the crime rates within cities. And I think Rochester is a prime example of that. And talking about the media manipulation is whatever happened to the good news? (laughs) Whatever happened to the happy time news? Why is it always that uh, the news is out there to just tell you all the bad things that are happening in the world? To tell you all the the horrible crimes and, and, and all this other stuff? It's sad, in a sense, that this is what we have to fill the airwaves way with. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that the Dark Delight Show... We talk a lot about the darkness occurring in the world, and the reason we do that is so that you're informed and prepared. But we're not sitting here talking about all these atrocious crimes that are going on in the local community. Um, You know, we said it a few months ago, I think, even on the show, that, uh, you know, there's there's every every time that we we get on the show... It was someone was killed last night in Rochester. Some Someone was the victim of gun violence last night in Rochester. And this seems to be a reoccurring theme. And I don't know, man. It's uh, I, I don't watch mainstream media. I don't watch the news. I, don't, I barely even watch TV. Um, I, I read a lot. <laughs> I guess that's uh, why I'm a little bit different of a breed. I guess when you, when you grow up in Caledonia, New York... Um, surrounded by trees and nature and coldness and snow that the one escape that you have from reality is books but that was at least me you know and, and this reminds me this reminds me of a comedian by the name of Bill Hicks if you've never heard of Bill Hicks uh, Bill Hicks was a stand-up comedian known for his dark comedy and critiques on society um, he was definitely an anti-globalist but uh, when he was in England doing a special, his special was called Revelations, he did this uh, this closing act. I believe it was the only time that he did it. And this has become um, iconic and, and very, very famous. It was uh, uh, featured in the movie Zeitgeist that came out in 2007, Dr. Uh, Paul Joseph, who did that documentary, which is a phenomenal movie if you have never seen it. But I want to read to you what, what Bill Hicks said to people. And I used to be able to do, I, I used to do this um, for, for friends and, and, and on podcasts, um, but I haven't done it in a long time. But Bill Hicks said, the world is like a ride at an amusement park. And when you choose to go on it, you think it's real because that's how powerful our minds are. 
and the ride goes up and down and round and round. It has thrills and chills, and it's very brightly colored, and it's very loud, and it's fun for a while. Some people have been on that ride for a long time. They begin to question, is this real, or is this just a ride? And other people have remembered, and they come back to us and they say, hey, don't worry, don't be afraid ever, because this is just a ride. And we kill those people. Ha <laughs> shut him up. We get a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account and my family. This has to be real. It's just a ride. But we always kill those good guys who try to tell us that. You ever notice that? We let the demons run amok. But it doesn't matter because it's just a ride. And we can change it anytime we want. It's only a choice. No effort, no work, no job, no savings and money. A choice right now between fear and love. The eyes of fear want you to put bigger locks on your doors, buy guns, close yourself off. The eyes of love instead see us all as one. Here's what we can do to change the world right now to a better ride. Take all that money we spend on weapons and defense each year and instead spend it feeding, clothing, and educating the poor of the world, which it would do many times over, not one human being excluded, and we can explore, explore space, both inner and outer, forever in peace. And I think about that a lot because, you know, Bill Hicks is, is one of those guys that were his words really, uh, they, they meant a lot to me and he was right about a lot of things, or at least he had the, the mental expansion to be right about a lot of things. And, and that one bit right there, it's just a ride. It's something that I remind myself about a lot when we go through all this crazy news all the crazy narrative that is unfolding in the world right now. We are headed towards a Bay of Pigs incident right now, a nuclear standoff with Russia in the United States. Um, if you haven't figured it out, we're in a new Cold War. And it's a very crazy time for the world. It's a very crazy time for us as American citizens. We've had a country that has been raped and pillaged by globalists for a very long time. We've had our elections stolen from us. Our freedom dwindled. Our constitution eroded. Our wealth plundered. And here we are. Still here. Still with hope. With hope that something will change. Or some event will happen to where we can rise up and finally take back the power. It's interesting to think about it in that perspective. Because isn't that the truth? That we're all waiting for something. We're all waiting for something to happen. We're all waiting for that, that, that precipice. We're all waiting for that one moment when we can just rise up and say, okay, no more. Historically, if we look, does that moment ever come? I believe it does. I believe that if we look historically, we see there are certain catalyst events to where people have just had enough, where people are just fed up, and they take to the streets and they say no more. And they go out there and they hold the politicians, the lawmakers, the leaders responsible for the state of their world, the state of their economy, the state of their country, the state of their town. And I would uh, concur that 
we are coming towards that moment right now, that we are at that precipice moment right now. The world has become incredibly volatile the last few years since Donald Trump left office. Since the Democrats, the radical liberals stole this last election. Not only volatile, but unstable. We have these globalists that have an agenda of which they're pushing. We can say it in in very fluffy terms that uh, they want to build a better, more sustainable world for all of us. To where we can be happy and you don't have to own anything. And they pay you money each month so you can survive. Or we can be realistic and look at the reality of the situation. They want to take away your rights your liberties, your freedoms. They want you to not own anything. No houses, no cars, no property, no children. They want you to be their slave. To do what they say. To live in their authoritative world. We've had multiple various stories in the news come out within the last few months alone. Talking about the nanny police state, the digital police state that is being organized, an AI-controlled system which is being implemented throughout the world. All these cameras that you see everywhere, they're not only watching you, they're tracking you, they're recording you. They're taking in your facial features, what you're wearing, the clothes you're wearing, the things you're doing, where you're going. And they're building a database on you and me so they can know whether we're a threat to them or not, a threat to their power base. When we start talking about what is coming, if they win, here's the truth. These people do not care about humanity. They do not care about you and me. They only care about power and control. Very similar to the financiers of World War II who supported the Nazi regiment. These people are in the same likes. They are of the same bloodline. They are of the same families. We could even call them the Fourth Reich. What their plan is, is to implement a socio-fascist, totalitarian, oligarchical controlled world government. Whoa, that's, that's, that's kind of all over the place, Josh. Yeah, it is. But there's not a word out there to really describe what they're trying to do. It's technocratic in its nature, where technology is implemented everywhere. Instead of smart homes, you have smart homes, you have smart businesses, you have smart streets, smart sidewalks. Everything is tied directly into the grid. That's one part. That grid is controlled by an artificial intelligence, which monitors, tracks, records, and creates profiles of every single person that's integrated into that system. 
Then they have the implementation of new regulation and policy. We're seeing the beginning of that right now. The framework for what they are trying to implement is happening right now. Now, here's the thing. Is when I say ESG, Environmental Social Government, or DEI, which derives from the social perspective of that, this is just a framework. This is just the beginning of what these people are trying to do. We're going to talk more about ESG, DEI, and what they're trying to do, the globalists, the world that they want to set up here in a minute. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. <laughs> Good choice of music there. All right, so we're talking about what's coming. A dystopian, brave new world, if you want to call it that. But the framework that they are implement, implementing right now, we're seeing the signs of it. ESG, DEI, I mean, we've all heard of that. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. The social part underneath, this is where DEI comes from, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion. And see, these policies that are derived from think tanks like the World Economic Forum are being pushed down into corporations, businesses, and also governments. See, 
in Klaus Schwab's book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, he talked about something that will take part in the future. And this was in 2014, and that future is already here. And he talked about public-private partnerships. And this is where governments and businesses come together to develop policy. Well, that's DEI. That's ESG. This is the alignment of their policies around these social engineering constructs. Now, if you're wondering what ESG is, this is primarily being implemented within the banking and the finance institutes. It's a set of protocols that businesses and governments must meet in order to do business. So think about it like this. If you're a government and you have ESG protocols and you're a business who wants to get a government contract or, or do business within a, a state or get a license or whatever it might be, you have to meet certain protocols outlined through ESG. And what you're going to get is you're going to get an ESG score. Now, let's say that you go in there and you go for financing to a bank. The bank's going to look at you as a business and they're going to say, hey, uh, your ESG score is, is pretty low. You, you need to increase that or we can't give you financing. And you say, well, what is this ESG? Well, it's just a policy. It's an internal policy that we have. See, we want, we want a more sustainable future. Now, the three parts of ESG, environmental, social, and governance. The environmental aspect, if you haven't figured that out, is, um, well, your, your, your pollution that you're giving off, your carbon emissions, um, anything that deals with the environment. Your social is where it gets really interesting. The governance, don't worry so much. That's, that's your relationship with government. But the social part, that's where it gets real interesting. See, for instance... Let's say you're a business with 10 employees. Of those 10 employees, you have three of them that are incredibly verbal on social media about politics. They go out there and they support this, this one candidate who's portrayed within the mainstream media as radical. And they go out there and they support this candidate. And they say, hey, our government's corrupt and our government is, is stealing our wealth and plundering our money. Well, those people are going to be given what's called a social credit score. And since it does not conform to the social norm, that social credit score is going to be pretty low. Well, that social credit score of those individuals now affects that business's social score. See, they take all that information in and they go right back to that business and say, hey, you got these three employees and uh, yeah. That's not good for your social credit score. It actually brought your social credit score down and now you can't get funding. And you go, well, okay, well, maybe I don't need the money. Let's just go to the government and get the permits that we need. And uh, the local government comes back and says, ah, oh, sorry. Social credit score is uh, way too low. You got these employees over here that are, uh, that are, are bringing you down. You need to get rid of those employees to raise your social credit score. Do you see where that's going? So those employees, they, they get fired so that this business can survive. And they go, oh man, man, what a horrible day. Uh, you know, my, I just got fired from my job because of my social media posts. And they go and look at their social credit score and their, uh, 
their social credit score has decreased a little bit because they got fired from their job because of their social credit score. So one of those men, he goes home and he's on his way home and he goes to get in his car that he doesn't own, that he rents or leases. And he uses his biometric digital ID to access his car and start it. And he swipes the door and he hears a bang. The door won't unlock. He, he doesn't understand why. And he, he keeps trying and keeps trying and keeps trying and the door won't unlock. So he pulls out his cell phone, which he doesn't own. And uh, he's going to call AAA the, the come and unlock the car. Or he called the, the, the people that own the car to see what's going on with his car. And he picks up his phone and his phone doesn't work. It, it's shut off. His service is shut off. So he goes, ah, it's a nice day. I'm going to decide to walk home. And he walks home and he goes to enter his building because, again, he doesn't own anything. And he goes to enter his building and he swipes his biometric digital ID. Access denied. So he's wondering what's going on here. He doesn't, he doesn't understand he goes to the main office and he goes, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I can't get into my apartment. And he goes, weird. And I tried to get into my car. I couldn't get into my car. My phone doesn't work. Uh, how do I get into my apartment? And the lady at the front desk brings up his profile and says, oh, well, it looks like you've been evicted. See, your social credit score dropped below the, the rating needed to retain your apartment. And he goes, but what about all my stuff? Oh, I'm sorry, your stuff has been confiscated. So the man fumes out of the apartment building and he goes on over to the bank to pull cash out because you know what, I'm just going to go off the grid. I'm going to get out of here. And he goes to the bank and he swipes his biometric digital ID and access denied. He can't even get into the bank. That's the world we're headed towards. That's the system that they are implementing digitally. The AI-controlled eye in the sky that watches everything that you do, that tracks everything that you do, that rates you on a scale pertinent to other citizens. George Orwell had it right the whole time in 1984. If you are a dissenter, if you disagree with them, if you do not follow the social norm, if you do not agree with the mainstream narrative, you will be locked out of society and there will be no other way to survive. There is a Netflix show out there called Black Mirror. And one of the episodes talks specifically about this, about a, a woman who, you know, the whole society is derived through social credit scores. And uh, her social credit score starts getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down. And eventually she gets arrested for it. It's a good episode to go watch to see what's really coming. I'm actually going to watch it again today. But this is the dystopian world that we're headed towards. If we do nothing. If we don't stand up and rise up for our rights, our freedoms, our liberties, for our country, for our fellow brethren. And that's why I say it's inevitable that we have to. That an event is going to come. Some type of event is going to come that's going to be the catalyst to where people will rise up and say, no more. You know, I talk to, um, I have followers 
all over the world. Europe, Australia, Asia, Africa. Um, and they contact me all the time. They tell me, you know, thank you for what you're doing. But they always say, we're waiting for America. We're waiting for America to make the first move. We're waiting for the Americans to rise up. When they do, we're ready. Think about that for a minute. The whole world is waiting for you and me to wake up. To rise up. And to say no more. And then they follow. But the other part of that is that if America falls, the world falls. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. And Mike from Madison, thank you so much for that call out there, that little call that you gave there to Bob. Much appreciated on that. And glad to know that this is uh, one of your favorite shows there. You know, um, I, I grew up listening to a lot of, um, as you can tell, like Art Bell and then Alex Jones. So I guess that's molded me to who I am today. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this kind of like a, a nice little mixture, I guess. So we, we were talking about what the globalists are planning, what they're bringing about this slave matrix. And it's scary, but that only happens if we do nothing. That only happens if we stay quiet and see, that's not the case. We're Americans. That's not who we are. That's not what we are. And that's not what we're going to do. I think we all know that there's this red line. This thin red line that we all have in our minds. And we probably all told ourselves, if November 8th gets stolen, if there's shady stuff that goes on, that's it. I think we all know that. I'm not saying we're going to, you know, oh, 1776. No, 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 no. I'm saying that's when we get verbal. That's when we get angry. That's when we stand up and we demand from our governments in mass to resign, to step down, to step aside. That's when it starts. But before that happens, we have a lot of stuff to get through. We have rising Gas prices again. OPEC's, OPEC has came out and shunned Joe Biden, cutting off the uh, the supply by over 50%, basically telling Joe Biden to pound sand, uh, which is going to be incredibly difficult for Joe Biden to meet those 1 million barrels per day. We're about to see gas prices skyrocket. Skyrocket. I can't even talk today. Skyrocket massively. 
Joe Biden is so scared that he has to go talk to Maduro over in Venezuela just to see if we can secure some oil. Now, the problem with Maduro over in Venezuela is Biden's already shunned him once and, and they're friends with Iran and Russia and everybody else over there. So good luck with that. What else do we have in the, the news circuit? The Insider, uh, a news publication, posted a, um, a fantastic article out there titled, All those new servers at your favorite restaurants aren't just bad at waiting tables. They may wind up crashing the entire economy. Well, what nice people to say that. The media is now pushing the narrative that it is the inefficient labor force that is going to crash, crash the economy. Not the Federal Reserve, not monetary policy, not the U.S. government's radicalized spending. It's your fault. And see, that's the telltale signs that we're getting to that precipice moment. Let's go to a phone call real quick. Dave from Brockport. What's up, Dave? Hey, uh, how you doing? Great show. Um, looking for your military expertise or uh, opinion for that matter. Okay, we've heard that uh, there was American or Polish helicopters over the Baltic around the Nord Stream time. I've also seen supposed evidence of a P-8 flight path from America refueling and uh, then suddenly, suddenly leaving. Um, got any input on, uh, on the Baltic explosions? So I covered this on my show last night. And um, someone sent me a mon- the Monkey Works yep. video where he was tracking the P-8. Um, I have been very, very adamant that the U.S. Navy proper was not involved in this. Um, I took Monkey Works' video. I took it to um, a gentleman that I know, 31 years in the military. He's uh, a pilot in the military. He was first like a cargo pilot. He went into uh, drone warfare. He's uh, not enlisted. He's officer. Um, He worked with special operation forces. He's highly credible. And I respect his opinion above almost anybody else. We looked and analyzed this video, and we came back conclusively that that P-8, which took off from the United States of America, flew directly to that area, refueled, and then did the loop-to-loop over the pipeline. Mm -hmm. That that P-8 was the cause of the Nord Stream Pipeline sabotage, which came from the United States. Now, P-8 Poseidon, for anybody that doesn't know, is an undersea warfare aircraft. So they're sub-hunters. But they do have secondary missions and protocols, and they can carry armaments. One of those armaments is known as the Hawk Missile, H-A-A-W-C. And this is a prototype missile that basically launches from low altitude, goes into the sea, and can basically program to hit any target it wants. Now, here's the key. The P-8 Poseidon was flying with encrypted codes. So every plane that flies has something known as IFF, or Identification Friend Info. All right? This kind of gives off a beacon of their tail number, their registration number, all their, their military codes or civilian codes, whatever it might be. This plane was hiding them. This plane had its codes hidden, which means that you cannot track that plane Anywhere in the world. You can track it while it's live, but you're never going to be able to find that same plane again. Now, only military aircraft are allowed to do this, typically on special missions. Like the uh, the, the helicopter that flew in to, to kill Osama bin Laden in Syria. 
very, very similar. Now, anytime that we see this, there's one thing that you need to keep in mind. Is a P-8 Poseidon is a U.S. Navy aircraft. But also, Boeing rents these planes out to third-party contractors all the time. The third-party contractor would be like the Central Intelligence Agency. So it's our theory that this was a clandestine operation, most likely through the intelligent community, CIA, sanctioned. Um, They probably hired some contracted crew to do some type of new weapon test of this Hawk missile. This crew probably had no idea what was going on. It's compartmentalized. So basically the way it works is, let's say that they're leaving from the United States of America. They get their initial orders, and it gives them a waypoint. Fly to this point. So they get on the plane. They fly to that point. They do all their preparations for whatever else is in those orders. The next point comes in and says, refuel the plane and then head in this direction. They refuel the plane. They head in that direction. They get to that direction and says, launch ordinance at these coordinates for secret weapon testing. They launch, and it says RTB, return to base, and they fly home. They have no idea what just happened. They're just following the orders of what they were paid to do. Most likely, that's exactly what just happened. And this was most likely a a sanctioned, clandestine operation through the U.S. intelligence agencies and not the United States Navy proper. Now, it could have been a CIA-sanctioned operation utilizing U.S. Navy assets. But if that was the case, there would probably be some other different um, indicators of that. We We would know the codes wouldn't have been hidden for that P-8, at least in my opinion. Well, if uh, nothing less, I did visit one of your sponsors right after seeing that Monkey Works video and ordered a little more from my Patriot Supply, and I would advise everybody else to, because this is getting weird. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you 100%, and I appreciate that. My Patriot Supply for everybody out there, um, food, water, long-term food storage, 25-plus year shelf life, um, actually really good-tasting stuff, and we are entering into a new Cold War. We are entering into a potential Bay of Pigs incident. And that was a lot of what I was going to talk about here as well. Um, appreciate the call, my friend. Okay, I'll let you go. Have a good day. Yep. And so what do I mean by a Bay of Pigs incident? Well, I was going to get to this, but I, I'm glad that he brought it up because now we can we can move into this. And we're about to take a break here, but I'm going to get started on this. So Austria is ready to host de-escalation talks with Russia. Um, Russia doesn't want anything to do with it. They've uh, already proposed this before and everybody else has shut them down. Um, but if you remember Donald Trump on True Social the other day saying that he would like to negotiate the truce between Ukraine and Russia. And I think that he is the one man globally who can do it. He has a relationship with Zelensky. He has a relationship with Putin. And I think he could step in there and actually do that and would actually help him massively and all the Trump-endorsed candidates. Now, Russia has came out, Russia, uh, Moscow's envoy to the United Nations, diplomat Konstantin Ronsov, told the UN General Assembly Tuesday that the U.S. continued supply of weapons to Ukraine will only be tolerated for so long. Moscow's envoy was speaking after the Pentagon announced the contents of another military shipment to Ukraine valued at $625 million. He said, specifically, this not only prolongs hostilities and leads to new casualties, but also brings the situation closer to a dangerous line of direct military clash between Russia 
and NATO. Yes, we are headed towards what we can call a new Cold War, a Bay of Pigs incident. And this is to bring about fear throughout the world. This is what they want to do. They want to perpetuate fear, right? The eyes of fear. Remember Bill Hicks? But is there anything else that uh, gives us indication that something is happening here? Well, Putin gave a speech a while back pertaining to um, the satanic global cabal. And I mean, this is what he literally said. The Western satanic new world order. He calls them satanic. And he's vowed to destroy them. Now, if you remember a Tom Clancy movie known as The Hunt for Red October... Yeah, the, the rogue Russian sub armed with a very, very special nuclear weapon um, breaks off communication with Moscow, heads towards the eastern seaboard. Uh, Jack Ryan is on a submarine that uh, intercepts this sub, right? And they eventually destroy it. Um, <clears throat> if we go back to those, uh, those famous number 17 boards that we've always talked about, this is Red October. They called it four years ago. Not only that, as they also called a special submarine. We'll talk about that in a minute when we come back with more Dark Delight Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. 
You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. Now, when I was talking about that, that, that mysterious figure, back in 2018 and 2020, they would call this time right now, Red October, and say that this has double meanings. Well, one of the things that they put out there was of a Russian submarine, stealth sub, the largest in the world that can carry a special nuclear payload that had deployed. And it deployed on October 5th, 2018. What's interesting about that is on October 4th, 2022, that same Russian nuclear submarine carrying a massive payload of Belgorod, the Belgorod submarine, carrying a massive payload of about 16 20-foot nuclear missiles left Russia. And the moment it left Russia and sunk into the water, the world lost track of it. Nobody but Russia knows where that submarine is. Now, the weapon that it's carrying on board is a special type of weapon, weapon known as a tsunami weapon. And see, these are about 16-foot long missiles that the submarine can drop onto the ocean floor. And once it's dropped onto the ocean floor, it will inch its way towards its target destination. Very, very slow speed and begin inching its way towards its target destination. They're kind of like drones. And let's say that it gets within uh, you know a few miles of its target destination. That missile can now move at 100 miles per hour to the depth that it needs to go to and then basically ignites its nuclear warhead. And it does this underneath the ocean. And it can create a 1,600-foot radioactive tidal wave, a tsunami, that can take out the whole eastern seaboard of the United States all the way into Tennessee. That submarine is now out there. And the United States Navy, the militaries around the world have no idea where it is. It's almost like the hunt for Red October. Now this comes after Putin's speech telling America to back off, to stay out of this war. That the people in that eastern part of Ukraine, in the Donbass and the Lutesh regions, have signed the referendum. They, they voted for that, that they want to join Russia. So leave them alone. But Ukraine persists. Ukraine persists with American weapons. And it was the day of Putin's speech that the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines were sabotaged. Like I've said, the United States and NATO have been in a proxy war with Russia, and they've been waiting for a moment waiting for an instant to begin so that they could instigate some type of battle. Well, that battle might come faster than you think because Poland has said that they want U.S. nuclear weapons in Poland to protect against Russia. Now, Putin has been very, very adamant on this topic before. He says that if the United States or NATO puts any nuclear weapons on the border countries of Russia, there will be a war. 
period. No ifs, ands, or buts. There will be a war. He said this to Hillary Clinton back in 2015 when she was about to put, what? Nuclear weapons in Poland, in Ukraine, in Turkey. And now we're seeing the same situation where the United States has already built the facility. And my guess is that you're going to see that facility get bombed here very, very shortly. I think Poland is next on Russia's uh, checklist. Um, and the reason is, is because they're calling for U.S. nuclear weapons to be brought into Poland. And that Russia will stop that at all costs, which means that they'll probably take out that facility before any weapons are transferred there. Now, would that be an attack on a NATO nation? Mm, yeah, it would. But also, it's Russia defending its own sovereignty. Russia saying, we told you not to. So it is kind of a scary time to be alive right now. It reminds us very similar if, of those who lived through the Cold War. Except this time, the Western nations are the globalists. They are the elitists who are trying to undermine our sovereignty and our freedom. And the Russians, weirdly enough, are the ones who are trying to preserve their freedom and their country and their sovereignty and protect their people. I know, it makes no sense in, at all, but that's the world we live in right now. But a time is coming. A time when people are going to wake up. A time when people are going to say no more. A time when people are going to rise to the occasion and fight for freedom once again. See, Washington, D.C. can't last. They are too corrupt. They're com too complicit. They've committed too many crimes. And the only way that they can retain power is to take out half of America. To take away our guns. To suppress the truth and arrest anybody who dissents against it. And that only lasts, historically, that only lasts for so long before the people rise up and say no more. It definitely is an interesting time to be alive. And you know what? As much fear is put out there in the mainstream media, as much, as much crazy things that are happening in the world with potential nuclear war and radiological tsunamis and, um, you know, supply chain crises, global economic collapse, uh, attacks on our infrastructure, wondering if we're going to have internet or heat next week. I'm happy to be alive right now. I'm, I'm proud that God put me here now. That God put all of us here today, right now on this earth for this reason. That we're here for this reason. We're here to witness, to take part in what's happening. And that happening is the Great Awakening. And that's how I know we won't fail. That's how I know that God wins. Because I'm here and you're here. And we weren't put here to just perish away in a radiolog radiological tidal wave. We were put here to save humanity, to save this country, to save freedom, to rebuild, to get rid of this evil that has been present on this planet for thousands of years. To at their moment of their final plans, of their final moves on the chessboard, 
to get them in checkmate. To take them out once and for all. To remove them from any link of power that they've had. To hold them responsible for the crimes they've perpetuated. That's why we're here. That's what's happening now. And so as much fear as we talk about and that it comes out there, just understand that that is their mechanism. That is their tactic. That is what they've utilized for generations to control humanity. And I think that we've all risen above that. We understand their playbook. We know their games. And we're not going anywhere. That's all we have for the Dark Delight Show today. Hope all of you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.